Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. Glad that you're with us online. and We're thankful to God that we have this vehicle of technology to, to continue to minister the Word of God. And it doesn't matter what the venue is. Uh, the church is the body of believers. It's not a building. It's not um, a facility. It's the body. And so those of you that are listening to us uh, online, we're very grateful that you are participating in this service. We welcome you all here, our members, and also those who um, are just coming uh, for the first time, maybe catching us online. We welcome you uh, to our service. It's as though you're right here in this uh, facility with us. And so we want to minister uh, uh, to your very needs this day. Uh, we're going to start out in prayer and then I have a few announcements and then we'll have, um, uh, we'll get right into the word of God. Father, we do thank you for this wonderful day that you've made and you've given us. Uh, we count it as a day that you have made and your mercies are indeed new every morning and we receive your mercies today. We receive the grace of God. We receive your strength. We receive your enablement. We receive that we're in Christ Jesus right now, uh, covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, and that we overcome this world system by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony and what that blood has accomplished on our behalf. I ask, Father, this morning that you would think through my mind and that you would speak through my lips words that will edify, exhort, comfort, and provoke us all to change, to be more and more like you, uh, to, to represent you, to model you well, to be ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we do declare this morning, according to your word, that your word cannot and it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you send it forth to accomplish in Jesus' name. And we thank you and praise your Father that today is the day again that you have made and we are rejoicing and we are being glad in it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Well, we welcome you once more uh, this morning to be a part of our service. And uh, a few brief announcements just uh, for those of you that are, would like to check in, especially those of, that are members. Um, we're going to have, um, for the children and our youth who are normally in student ministries, we're going to have um, children's uh, student ministries at 1023 on Zoom, and we'll be sending out information to each of the families uh, for that. That'll be at 1023 a.m. in the mornings, Monday through Friday uh, on Zoom, so that uh, you all are not getting left out, and uh, this is just as or actually more important than even doing uh, schoolwork. Now, don't skip out on the schoolwork, of course, but uh, make sure that you, you come in with the, uh, the Zoom student ministry services uh, that we, and we'll give you more information, send out more information about that uh, this upcoming week. Also, we have prayer every Tuesday and every Friday uh, online. So um, that'll be at 12 noon, high noon, time for us to go to the high places. Uh, the Bible says we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we welcome you to come and, and be a part of that online uh, prayer meeting as well. That's every Tuesday and every Friday uh, uh, this week. Or, yeah, uh, this week during the time that uh, we are uh, understanding, starting Monday at 5, we'll all be sheltered in. 
So, um, so that's another avenue for you to connect. Uh, Wednesday Bible study. We're going to try something a little different this Wednesday. We're going to still do it on Facebook Live, but we're also going to going to uh, try Zoom. So those of you that are members of our church, if you want to come on Zoom with us so that you can, uh, our, our Wednesday Bible study is a little interactive so that you can interact with us during the Bible study. And uh, we're going to be doing a study on the discipline of study. And it's great. I've uh, uh, kind of already gone there and, and looked at what we're going to be talking about. And uh, I think all of us have more time now to study. So we're going to try it with both uh, with Zoom and with uh, Facebook Live uh, this coming Wednesday. Um, and, and so, yeah, uh, and at the very, we'll also, um, last announcement here, you have opportunity if you desire to give, and we'll have a time during the service where we're going to just, just like we do in a normal service, uh, give you an opportunity to give. If you need to uh, mail your offering in, you can mail it to 1023 East Union Street, Morganton, North Carolina, 28655. Or you can go to our uh, website, www.newdaycc.com, and give through PayPal. So either one of those vehicles uh, you can use as an opportunity to give. All right. Well, are you ready for the word? Amen. All right. Amen. Well, we're going to get right into it this morning. I believe this is a, a, a powerful message. I'm, I'm excited to bring it to you. And, um, and I think you'll understand why once we, once we get there. <clears throat> Let's find it. All right. So uh, I'm going to give you a, a, a reference scripture, and then we're going to be bouncing around to several different scriptures this morning. But I think you'll understand why. You know, the Bible tells us that God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And what I'm going to be sharing with you this morning uh, seems to be foolish. But um, once you hear the reasons why, I don't think you'll think it's so foolish anymore. And so the subject uh, title this morning is Why Joy, J-O-Y. Why Joy, question mark. Why Joy. Why does the Bible tell us to be joyful and to rejoice always and in all circumstances, be thankful and be joyful. And uh, so we want to take a look at that and see what the Word of God says about why God tells us to always have a spirit or be in a spirit and attitude of joy. And I think you'll find it interesting uh, when we get to these points. It is important for us to understand that joy is important. Joy is important. Um, a matter of fact, it, it's probably the thing that we, apart from faith, or well, along with faith, it's probably one thing that we need more than anything right now, uh, given our current um, situation or circumstances in this, in this um, uh, nation and even in the world. Uh, God gives us an antidote as to how to deal with, um, with any type of uh, uh, circumstance or any type of trial that we go through. And he says one of the things is joy. A major thing about going through trials is joy. And so we're going to talk about joy. What is that? Why joy? So foundational scripture, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. It says, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those to whom the nation is prepared, no, to whom nothing is prepared. For this day is a holy, is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
Now, the backdrop of this, uh, in, in the nation of Israel had, had come back, in a sense, to the word of God. And they were re-examining and looking at the scriptures again or the word again. And at the, at the, as they are doing this, um, this is kind of inserted into it. And he says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, what you're going to find out in the word of God, that, that which you'll find out, that which you, the covenants and the promises of God that you found out through the word of God, that's the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord, the joy of having God on our side. The joy of being in covenant with God, the joy of having great and precious promises is our strength. So we want to look and say, why joy? It makes no sense to us. It makes absolutely no sense to to be joyful right now. And I'm not talking about happy because happy is circumstantial. Happy is like a roller coaster. You're kind of up one day with happiness, down the next day. Up one day because it's circumstantial. It depends on what comes into your life. Someone gives you $100, you get happy. Someone gives you $1,000, you get happier. Someone gives you $10,000, you're jumping. But that's all circumstantial. That's based upon what comes in, but not what's on the inside. And so we're talking about the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's a powerful statement. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Say that. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Say that in the, in, out there. Say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So what is joy? Joy is the state. Everybody say state. That, that means it's always there. It, it's a constancy. It, it, it doesn't change. It's consistent. It, it doesn't move. It doesn't waver. It doesn't come and it doesn't go. It's a, it's a state of being. The joy is the state of delight or well-being from knowing and serving God. Joy is the state, not a state, but joy is the state of delighting or, or state of delight or well-being from knowing and serving God. Knowing and serving God. There's joy in knowing and serving God. And it's constant. It's not temperamental. We've seen uh, through these last few uh, weeks that everything in the world is what? It's temperamental, isn't it? I mean, it's subject to change at any time. I mean, it's here today, gone tomorrow. But delight in the Lord is constant. It's a state that we remain in on, a, on should remain in on a regular basis. To delight uh, in knowing God and serving God. Uh, and so we want to know why joy. Why joy right now? So first of all, I need you to understand that, that joy, unlike happiness, is something that is always with us. Now why do I say that? Uh, if you look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness. Against such there is no law. Now the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. 
So all of these things, the Bible says that when we're born of God, we, we, we receive the Holy Spirit. And we, we have now new born-again spirits living on the inside of us. The Bible says that we're being made of incorruptible seed, that we're new creations. And in that new creation, part of that new creation has in it love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. Those are things that abide on the inside of us right now. Now, uh, ask yourself the question, does everyone operate in love that's a Christian? Does everyone operate in peace that's a Christian? Does everyone operate in joy that's a Christian? Does everyone operate in meekness that's a Christian? Is everyone long-suffering that's a believer? No, but I submit to you all of us have it. Every one of us have all of those things that were birthed in us by the Holy Spirit. That is our nature. Our nature is love. Our nature is joy. Our nature is peace. Our nature is long-suffering, generous, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. That, that is our nature. That's who we really are. Just like, like you and out there, all of you got muscles. We may not be able to see them, but you got them. Yeah, you do. Every one of us, we all have muscles. Every last one of us has muscles. Some of us can see them, some of us cannot see them. But all of us have muscles. But in order for us to be able to see those muscles, or even if you can't see them, but at, to be able to use those muscles, you got to do what? You got to cultivate, don't you? You got to go work out. You, you got to put some tension behind them, right? I mean, they're not just going to work, are they? You sit someone down for a month and they not use their legs for a month, atrophy is going to sit in, is it not? And when atrophy sits in and they try to get up and, and they, they don't have the same type of strength that they had before. My prayer that during this time that we're, we're more at home and more stable is that we don't, that the only exercise we get is to the refrigerator, Right? It don't take long to get to the refrigerator, does it? I mean, I can count, let's see, one, two, three, four, about 10 steps, 15 maybe, and I'm there. But that's not going to help me out, is it? I got on my bike yesterday afternoon and, and rode, on, uh, rode around the, uh, the, the park, and I only did three laps. Man, that was all I wanted to do because I, I, I hadn't been doing anything. My... my, my, my um, uh, what is it, my, my lungs or my endurance had been shut down for a little while. I'm going to have to figure, if we're, if, we're, if we're sheltering in, I'm going to have to figure out some other things. I think I'm going to have Kim and I running the stairs in our house. And, and I will record it when she's doing it. She's going to be doing step-ups. But we're building ourselves up. We're cultivating something that is already in us. We're not trying to get it. Joy is the same exact way. It's already in us. You and I as believers, we should be cultivating joy in our lives. Because there's benefits of joy. Joy is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we have to cultivate it. We have to purpose to be joyful. We have to purpose to cultivate and allow joy to come out of us. There's nothing worse than trying to get others to follow along with us in Christ and we have these sour lemon face looks where we don't even have joy. 
And many Christians don't. They're the most horrible looking people in the whole wide world when they should be the most joyful people in the whole wide world. Because God has put it in us to have joy. And I'm not talking about a a, a greasy smile or anything like that. I'm just talking about an upbeat, God's got me, I'm going to make it to the end kind of a a mindset. So what is joy and why joy? Uh, I found out something very interesting, and I've been excited all I've been waiting to get it to you. So we know that joy is already in us. Now say that to yourself. Joy is already in me. It's already in you. So it's not like you got to go get it somewhere. It's in you. It's a matter of cultivating it. Now here's the scripture that I really want us to take a look at today. Let me me give you a few points first of all. Joy is a part of our, our recreated human spirit. So it must be important. And have a function. All right, so when we listen to all of the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law, uh, joy is mentioned. Joy is in there, right? So, so I surmise that if joy is in there, it must be what? It must be important. It, it, must, it must be important, right? And so the Bible tells us, be ye holy for I am holy. In other words, be ye complete. Be ye whole, H-W-H-O-L-E, be be whole, be complete. Allow all of these things to come out of us. So joy is on the inside of us. Joy is not something we seek, but something we cultivate. I've already said that, so I'm going back and, and actually sticking to my notes a little bit. Number three, joy is a force that resides down on the inside of every believer. Joy is a force that resides down on the inside of every believer. And you're going to see why in just a minute. Joy is a force that resides on the inside of every single believer. I'm glad about that. Now, let's look at James chapter 1. This is where I wanted to get us, get us to. And I'm going to read several, uh, several scriptures, James being the primary one that I want to look at, but there's other ones that are cross-references of the same thing. It says, my brethren, count it all joy, everybody say joy, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So, so here we have three of the fruits right there, don't we? Joy, what? Faith, what? And patience, right? All of those in the same, the same sentence. It says, brethren, count it all joy. So that's one of them. When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, second one, produces patience, right? But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. In other words, on the other end of joy, faith, and patience is completion. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Now we're going to come back to that in just a minute, but I want to give you the other cross-references. It says, through whom we also have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice, as joy, in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. What? Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. 
Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So we see it again. It says rejoice, rejoice in hope. It says glory in tribulation. In other words, we should have a different attitude about what's coming our way than does the world. Number three, that's Romans chapter 5, verse 2 and 5. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 through 7 says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being more, much more precious than gold that, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It, it almost sounds like, as we read those two scriptures, that, that joy and faith are good buddies. That they're working together. That, that almost seems like wherever you find faith, you're also going to find joy. That, that joy is a necessary part of faith. Like they travel together. Like you, don't, you, you can't function completely in one without the other. And so joy is what allows faith to get to the finish line. All right? So here, here's some things I need you to understand. First of all, this word count. My brother, count it all joy when you, when you fall into various trials. Now, my understanding of this word prior to doing a, a, a little more thorough study is consider it all joy. In other words, no matter what you're going through, consider it all joy. Just, just consider it joy. But I think if you find a, a deeper revelation of that, is not just consider these hardships joy. That's kind of hard to do if you really think about it. But there's something else there. And when I saw it, it just, it just blew up on the inside of me like a revelation that just said, that's it. Count literally means it means to, to allow joy, that, that joy has the capacity to supervise. Joy is a leader. Joy is a guide. Joy is meant to dominate. Now understand that. It says count it all joy. In other words, it's saying here, allow joy to supervise, guide, and lead us through all trials. Did you get that? I'm just to think about that. Now, what's the value of leadership? The value of leadership in any organization is the atmosphere that the leader and the direction and the vision that the leader gives, right? No matter what the storms is, no matter what's going on, as a leader of this church, I don't, I don't have... The, at least I should not take the luxury of being down. No matter what we're faced with, and we're faced with a lot, I don't have the luxury of saying, oh, God, fellas, <laughs> woe is us. We're down. We're gone. This, this is it. We're doomed. Because what is that going to say to the followers? They're going to they're gonna say, oh, we're doomed. The leader said, we're doomed. We're doomed. No, no. The leader has a responsibility of being the visionary, he's got a responsibility of seeing it from a distance. Hey, we're going to get there. We're going to get there, crew. I'm your leader. I'm joy. 
I'm your leader. I, I, I'm, your, I'm your guide. Listen, whatever we have believed, it will come to pass. We're going to recover. We're going to get there. That's the responsibility of joy. Joy is the supervisor. Joy is the leader. Joy is the guide. And how often do we go into battle without a leader? You know, many times people are, 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 are you know, mil- especially in, in military operations, sometimes the people that are, 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 are following, all they need is direction. You know, all they need is somebody. I don't care which direction you tell me, but just tell me to go somewhere. There's confidence in hearing the leader say, this is where we're going to go. This is how we're going to get there. Well, joy has that responsibility. Joy has the responsibility of saying, hey, <laughs> hey, let's go. Hey, 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 calm down. Stop all of that crying and murmuring and complaining and all that stuff. Listen, we're going to the other side. That's what joy is for. And we're going to talk about how to build that up in our spirit in just a minute and how important it is to not allow the leader to get lost and how the leader to get uh, 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 or to uh, abandon the leader. And sometimes we abandon the leader. Here's how, here's how we do. The Bible says in, in Proverbs chapter 4, it says, um, um, guard your heart with all diligence for out of your heart flows the issues of life. And so many times what we do is we don't guard, we, don't, we abandon the leader. And we allow so many other things to come into our soul and uh, cause the leader to not be there, not be a, a, a louder voice. And we allow other things to be the leader in our life. We, we allow fear to be the leader. We allow uh, worry to lead us. And, and, and whatever, whatever tone the leader sets is what we carry. So I, I, would, I would just, and just put this, insert this right here. Uh, don't watch so much. T- why do you need to watch three, four, five, six hours of the news? Why? Why? It's the same stuff, but it, it might change towards noon. It might change in the But there's no need of, of, of allowing it to be the leader. Don't allow the news to be the leader. Don't allow it to be the leader. Respect it. Understand that, that there is some truth that we need to know out of it or some, some information we need from it. And I say information as opposed to truth. Truth is the highest reality. We need information, but, but we have the highest reality is the Word of God. That's, that's, the, that, that's our truth. doesn't mean that these things are false. It just we, we subscribe to a higher authority. All right? And what the Word says to us is what we need to be soaked in, especially now. Okay? So, so the role of joy, listen to me, the role of joy is to lead us through the, it's made for this time. Do you hear me? I mean, I mean, joy, joy gets, joy gets to moving in this time. Joy right now says, hey, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm coming to the forefront. See, there are people in time, I know uh, uh, Uncle Mike here, he, he, uh, he loves uh, Winston Churchill. I just saw never, never, never give up, right? Well, well, Never give in, never give in. And, and, and Winston Churchill, if you know anything about him, uh, he was made for that adversity of World War II. He was like, hey, I mean, the dude never, he, it took him a long time to get up to be a prime minister. 
I mean, they rejected him so much. But during a time of adversity, when the, when the nation needed a leader, he was the man. And that's what you're finding out right now. Some people are, are getting wiped out right now. But, but the believer who allows joy to be the leader, joy says, hey, I'm here. I was made for this. I was made for this time. This is what I do. I work best in adversity. I work best under trials and tribulations and challenges. That's what I do. As a matter of fact, when times are very, you know, I just, I'm just chilling out. But during these types of times, I come to the forefront. Joy. Joy should be our supervisor, should be our guide. So here's some things uh, about joy that you need to know. Joy has the function and the responsibility, as we've said, to lead, guide, and supervise during the journey of faith. You see, faith is acting on the Word of God, but it needs a partner. And joy says, all right, a faith is going to get hard out there. And your faith might want to get shipwrecked. But listen here, I've done seen the other side. I've already seen what's coming. And my job is to keep you faith. I'm, 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 I'm here to keep you. I'm here to make sure you get to the other side. All right? Joy. Number two, joy is the visionary leader that sees the goal or hope at the end. Just said that, didn't I? Joy is the visionary leader. Joy is looking off into the distance. And they're saying, hey, we, we got this one. You guys can't see it, but I can see it. You may not be able to make, make much of it, but I know we're going to get to the other side. That's what, that's what joy does. It has that visionary leadership. It sees it. Number three, joy is the drill sergeant. I know you like that. Joy is the drill sergeant that pushes us to keep going, especially when times are tough. It's that drill sergeant. It's that one that says, oh, no, get up, get up, get up, get up. Don't lay in the bed all day and be depressed and feel all bad and all of that kind of stuff. Get up. We got something to do. We're going to go. And here's the deal about it. When we operate in joy, there's something about going to work. There's something about doing something, not just laying down all day and, and sapping up bad and sad stories that causes us to be energized. Work begets work. Work begets good feelings and emotions. So that drill sergeant of joy says, hey, get up. It's amazing. It's amazing how if we get up in the morning and just begin to worship God, begin to meditate upon his word, begin to confess the word of God over our lives. It's amazing how it begins to bubble up in joy on the inside of us. And many people are not doing that. But we as believers need to do that. We, that's, our, that's joy is a thing that gets, joy is our strength. It's a discipline. A discipline to, to get up and do and, and, and let the very first thing you do is hear from your commander called joy in the morning. Joy cometh in the morning. Our leader is right there. Wake up in the morning. He's right there. Hey, soldier, get up. We got a job to do. Let's go. Are y'all hearing me? And we have to greet joy every morning. We got we to gotta let joy come into our lives. We have to allow joy 
allow joy to come into our lives or, or to be cultivated in our lives every day. And so we're talking about some things that makes that happen uh, as well. All right. So, so joy is vitally important. You're, we're not going to be successful during this time if we don't operate in joy. The Bible says let, let, let joy and patience have its perfect work. Here, here's the deal. On the other end of what we're going through right now, we're going to be perfect and complete, wanting nothing. But we're going to be so lean, mean, fighting machines when we come out of this. Do you hear me? Because we've, we've taken time. It will be sad to be messed up and beat up and, and soured by the time we get to the end of this. No, we should come on the other end of this and say, oh, praise the Lord. We're so grateful we grew closer to God. What the devil meant for evil, we have turned it around for good. That's what we should be saying. We should be coming out there stronger, leaner, meaner. Because, hey, listen, uh, what a drill jo sergeant's job is, is to take that, that lousy-looking, puffed-up, you know, egotistical individual who comes in with all types of problems and appetites and egos and issues and take him from that side to that side. And by the time he gets on that side, parents don't even know him. Parents can't even say, well, who is that? Uh, we, we, we came in like this, but now he looks like this. That's the job of joy. That's what joy does. Joy takes us all the way to the other side. And so that when we get on the other side of this, we're, we're, we are, we are we're looking lean. We're, we're good, man. We're, we're, we're so strong. We're like, hey, bring it on. I don't care. Bring it on. See, see, what the enemy doesn't want us to do right now, he does not want us to turn to God. And God says, hey, I don't care what he dishes out. God says, I'll take whatever he does and I'll turn it out for good for you all. I'll use it as a stepping stone. I'll cause it to elevate you and promote you and take you up higher. The very thing that the enemy is meant for evil. God is not the origin of this. Don't, have, don't ever mistake him as being the one who's produced it. No, he's not producing it. But doggone it, you give it to him. Give him lemons, he'll make lemonade out of it. In other words, he'll, he'll, he will say, if, you, if we will use those things, joy, speaking of primarily right here, he says he'll, he'll take joy and joy will take us through the most difficult of times. And, and, and when we get on to the other side of it, uh, just like a drill sergeant, a person will be thanking the drill sergeant on him. Hated him through it. Didn't understand about it during the time. But when they get on and say, thank you, Drill Sergeant. I, I'm a better person today. I, I, I'm, so much, I'm so leaner. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to do whatever. See, hardships are not meant to kill us. They're meant for the believer to make us better. We're going to come out of this better. I mean, every day that goes by, I, I feel better. Does it, does it mean that when I look out in front of me, does it mean that things have changed and that things are different and, and I feel better? No, no. It has nothing to do with my feelings. I'm, you know, see, feelings should never, ever be the leader. Joy is the leader. And then if we allow joy to lead, feelings will catch up. Like I'm feeling real good right now because we're ministering the Word of God. And it's been fired up on the inside of me. All right? So here's a few more things, and I don't, I'm not even close to knowing what the, well, how much time we've got, but, but um, anyway. So here, how do we cultivate joy? Listen to this. I thank my God. This is in um, Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 8. It says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. 
Remember those words. Say that remembrance of you. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all, for, for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let us, just as it, as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. Remember that particular scripture? Um, one of the things, and, I, and I'll get to these other ones in just a minute, one of the things that is vitally important for us to do uh, uh, to, to cultivate joy, joy is, number one, uh, remember and be thankful for God in your life. And then secondly, it says, hold, hold, um, what has it, how does it read here? Uh, anyway, let's read another scripture and then I want to give you about six points and we're done. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. And then lastly, whom having not seen you, lo you love, though now, though now uh, you do not see him, Yet believing, you rejoice with joy and inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. First Peter verse chapter 1, and verse 8 through 9, and Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And so here are four things that I want you to lead with as to how uh, to cultivate, um, cultivate joy. Number one, that is be thankful. Be thankful to God. As, 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 as our elders used to say, he's bought us a what? A mighty long way, hadn't he? Hadn't he bought you a mighty long way? Has he, has he not always been faithful? Has he always done his word? Are, are you without right now? No, God has been faithful. So be thankful to God always. Wake up in the morning. In all things, give thanks. Not for all things, but in all things. That's a big difference. I don't thank God for this, this virus, but in the midst of it, I thank him. Number two, thankful. Thankfulness for others. I know where I saw that at. Hold others in your heart. Be thankful for others. You know, it would be a good, I, I, was, I did this exercise uh, uh, yesterday, and I just started going back, and I started thinking about people that I was thankful for. And I just went back, and, and I couldn't stop. I had to stop myself because there's so many people that when I think of them, I just, I, something just rises up on the inside of me. I just, I, I just, I'm thankful. You know, I think, I think about my, my, my wife, my children, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, their children, the members of New Day Christian Church, and on and on and on and on. And, I be, and something's joy begins to rise up on the inside of me. Just by giving thanks, just by thinking about 
people that have just done George Logan good. And it just, and, and, and see, that's what we should be thinking more about, right? I mean, not, not all of the bad stuff that's out there, but just think about people that, that you're just thankful for, you know? I, I got this picture of my grandson, and, and it's every morning, uh, one of the first things I see is I see my grandson. And uh, I was going to pull it up here. Um, uh, just recently, uh, it's, on my, it's on my iPhone. But I see this big old picture. He is oblivious. He's oblivious to anything that's going on around him right now. And I look at his face and I see peace. I see joy. I see uh, just a, a person who is just living life. He's teaching me. And him crawling on the floor, his greatest thing is to get to the, to the thing that's right out in front of him. That's all he's thinking about. You're not thinking about corona? As my daughter would say, corona. She talked to like corona like corona is a person. Like, like, like that's, a, that's a friend I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> no, she's not thinking about it. And so those things, man, those things lighten. You know, imagery is big before God. You know, get a picture that just takes you a place. Now, something that just, just you know, just, just takes you to a place. Or, or, or go through old pictures, right? Any of you ever done that? You know, you got a lot of time now, right? Take up some old pictures and just go through them. And let those people that you hold in your heart, they'll cultivate joy in you. They will. Number three. Pray for each other. I don't know why it works, but it does. Pray for others during this time. Pray. It'll cultivate joy in you. You know why? And I think one of the big reasons why is because it gets our mind off of ourselves. You know? When you start praying for other people, you're not thinking about yourself anymore. And we get really burdened down when we begin to think about ourselves. And think about, oh my gosh, how's this going to happen? And how are we going to pay the bill? And how we, no, no, start praying for other people. Number four, submit to one another. Stop trying to get our own way. Stop trying to control everything. Trying to be in control will zap your joy just like like nothing. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll just crack it down. You know, because bottom line, you can't control everything anyway. So why try? Submit to one another. You know, some things are just not worth fighting about, are they? How many of you realize that while you're at home now with your families or whatever, that uh, some, some battles just aren't worth fighting about anymore, are they? It's just, just, just let it go. Just don't, don't try to bring, why? Man, you're going to let, you're gonna let a, a anger in you allow your immune system to go down and give access to the enemy? No. No, don't do that. Number five, always have a song in your heart. Worship God at all times. This is not the time to go back and dig up uh, good R&B songs. That you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a, a 70s binge. I'm going to go on a R&B binge. I'm a, I'm, no, no. Why? <laughs> why, would you, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you take the time? Now, I'm not saying that you can't listen to a, 
a song in the 70s or the 80s or R&B or whatever. But why don't, why don't you put a song of the Word of God in your heart? And there is something that about, you know, the reason I, I start out with I Am this morning and, and uh, uh, because I've been singing it all the time. I sing it all the time, sing it when I go to bed at night. So it operates like an uh, like a ongoing um, tune in my mind all night long. And I want it to. I want to bubble. I want to get out of the bed singing that and not singing the blues, right? And then lastly, celebrate. Celebrate the finished work of Christ. Celebrate. Just celebrate him. Let's take some time to celebrate. And that's how we cultivate joy is through remembrance. Remember what the Lord has done. I played this song this morning. Um, it was a, it was a, um, some of you may have saw it. I put it on, posted it on my Facebook page. It was uh, a group of people playing, all of them horns, playing um, the blood that Jesus, that he shed for me way back on Calvary. And it just, it goes from just bobbing along until it just gets up until until next thing you know, you're thinking about the blood. You think about all that that blood has accomplished on our behalf. You think about the cleansing power of the blood. You think about the, 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 the healing power of the blood, the protective power of the blood, the purifying power of the blood. All of those things that the blood does in our lives. The life of the body, the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of our spirits in the blood. And when we do those types of things, when we, when we really hone into considering how good God has been, joy is getting strength. Joy is being made alive. So I want to just say to you this morning as we finish out that, that God's got us. Let's dwell on those things more than we dwell on the things that are going on in the world. There's been tremendous amount of plagues throughout history. And guess what? God's always brought his people through. Always. As a matter of fact, the fact that we're here means that he's always brought us through. And so don't be encumbered with fear. Allow joy to take the reins right now. Give it the leadership in your life. And you're the only one that can do it. You can cause joy to spring up like a well out of your spirit and change and get you to the other side of this. And when the world looks at you, they'll say, I don't know why they're so joyful. Well, we know why we're joyful, because we've got Jesus. We rejoice in the Lord always. We rejoice in the Lord always. So thank you for, for joining us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time together this morning. We bless you and praise you. We thank you for each person here under the sound of my voice, listen to us online. We're so very grateful that, that you've given us a leader in our life. His name is Joy. And he'll come and he'll couple with all the other uh, leaders in, in our life, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, love. And he'll get us to the other side. And so we give joy, first place. We cultivate joy in our life. We do those things that make for joy. Now, Father, while there are those out there that are listening to me, maybe for the first time, and maybe they're not believers. Maybe they've just kind of stumbled across this and, and don't know what it means to be a believer in Jesus Christ, but they're looking right now. 
I want to give them opportunity to receive Jesus Christ into their life right now. I want you to know that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. In other words, God has given us two opportunities. He will never violate your will, but he'll give opportunity for your will to respond to him and to receive him by faith. As you well know, many things around us that we thought we could put our faith in are no longer there anymore, but Jesus is still there. And he makes it very simple. He says, if you'll believe me with your heart and say out of your mouth what you believe, then you shall be saved. And so I want you to, this morning, to consider those words. According to Romans chapter 10, chapter 8, verse 9 and 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want you to understand that, that God has a plan for you. And uh, he wants you into his life. And so say these words with me. Say, God in heaven, your word tells me that if I will confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart, that I shall be saved. I believe that Jesus is your son and that he came to make me right with you. I turn to you today and I turn away from my old life and I receive you as my Lord. You have the right to tell me what to do from this day forward and my Savior. I'll be with you forever. If you made that prayer today, just, just let us know. Uh, we would love to be able to send something to you. Um, a book to explain exactly what it is to be born again. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church, 